Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. In Wakefield's small hospital, Mario Descari's wife, Carla, lay unconscious, as she had ever since she had been brought in the previous day by Dr. Lewis and Aunt Mary Lane. The girl's face was as white as the pillow against which her thick, dark hair was spread. Only Carla herself could have told who was responsible for the brain concussion from which she was suffering. But until she recovered consciousness and told her story, the townspeople were free to speculate as to what had happened. Most of this speculation followed the same trend, a trend which was directly due to Ben Calvert's hatred of his former son-in-law and his resolve to discredit the young man in the eyes of the townspeople. Well, Ben's plans had succeeded with a vengeance. Today, Bill Mead's name was repeated everywhere, in stores, in homes, in the square, wherever people gathered together discussing yesterday's events at the Discarry Farm. If Mario did hurt his wife, then it's Bill Mead's fault for hanging around there all the time. Bill Mead's a troublemaker. Always has been. They say Mario Discarry has an awful temper. Too bad he didn't take it out on Bill Mead instead of his wife. Bill's the one who's to blame. Looks to me as if Bill Mead struck her himself. And what happened to Mario Descari? Funny, he's not around. I always liked Bill until I heard about his playing around with another man's wife. After that, I had no use for him. You can bet your life he had something to do with it, one way or another. Fellow told me he heard Sheriff Goodwin talking on the phone. They suspect Bill Meade, all right, and no wonder. Even if he didn't do it, he's guilty just the same. Rumors, speculations, but always with a dominant note of suspicion. Suspicion of Bill Meade, just as Ben Calvert had wanted. It was Ben who had started the gossip weeks ago when he whispered a few words to Georgie Stewart, who worked on the Wakefield Sentinel. Ben knew Georgie loved malicious gossip, and he'd counted on the stories being spread everywhere, just as it had been. And yesterday's events at the Discarys farm had provided the finishing touch. Ever since he'd gotten wind of what had happened, Georgie had been running from person to person, adding, exaggerating, distorting. Now, as Sheriff Goodwin emerges from the courthouse and starts down the stairs, Georgie waylays him. Hi there, Sheriff. How are you? Oh, Georgie. Oh, hold on a minute, will you? I'd uh, like to have a word or two with you. I'm in a hurry, Georgie. No time to talk. Uh, but, but it's about the Discary case, and uh, uh, this is official, Sheriff. Uh-huh. Uh, official, huh? Uh, yeah, for the Sentinel, you know. What are you trying to hand me, Georgie? You're just the society editor, aren't you? Well, sure, but... Then uh... what's this about the Discary case? That's uh, Damon Gunther. He's the news reporter, isn't he? Yes, but Sheriff... Uh, or have you decided to take over Damon's job? No. No, not exactly. Uh, what I mean is, well, uh, every crime story has a human angle. Crime story. Mm-hmm. Who said there'd been a crime committed? Look, Georgie, I'd advise you to stick to your knitting. Now, uh, run along and write up a piece about uh, who wore what at the woman's social. That's more your speed. Just the same where there's a crime, especially a crime of passion... My readers are going to be interested. Crime of passion. What gave you a silly idea like that? Why, it stands to reason, Sheriff. Here's this girl, Carla Descari. She's found in her home, all beat up, and yet the house wasn't robbed. Well, why, it's as plain as the nose on your face. Somebody committed a crime of passion. Hmm. Just because somebody lost his temper and got rough doesn't mean there was a criminal intent. I'm not talking about that, Sheriff. No, sir. There's more to it than that. How about Mario Descari's whereabouts? Have you persuaded Bill Mead to tell you where Descari is? 
See, I can put two and two together. Two and two, huh? Trouble with you is your addition's haywire. I don't know about that, Sheriff. I get my figures from some highly reliable sources, as they say in the papers. They're liable in my eye. A lot of loose tongues wagging at both ends and tied in the middle. All right. Where there's smoke, there's fire, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of back-fence gossip. <clears throat> it's my job to deal in facts, Georgie. Established facts. It sure is. And if there's one fact in this whole case that you can depend on, it's that Mario Descari and Bill Mead had bad feeling between them. Mm-hmm. Don't you believe me? Nope. And it would take more than a few gossip mongers to convince me. Oh, I know what people say. But, Georgie, you of all people should know that people will say anything just to get a little attention to make it seem like they're in on the inside. Oh, you think so, huh? Why, I could tell you something. Look, you were at this supper club the night it opened. Remember seeing Bill and Mario there, too? Yeah. They were having a whale of a time together. Remember? Were they? You bet your boots they were, joking and laughing together. Why, they even came there together in Mario's car, and uh, they left the same way. You don't say. And that's supposed to prove they loved each other like a couple of brothers, huh? It proves there's no basis for jumping at the idea they wanted to cut each other's throats. And that's what you and half the other busybodies in this town seem to think. Well, you're just a darn fool, George. And you and the rest of the scandalmongers give me a pain. Oh, I do, do I? Well, in my capacity as a, a, well, a private citizen, so to speak, I may get wind of things that you wouldn't hear about. So naturally, I form my own theories. For instance, I've got my own idea about what happened out there at Biscari's the other day. Mind if I give you my slant? Well, I've wasted this much time. Well, Sheriff... <clears throat> It looks to me as if Bill Mead was in the habit of dropping in to see Carla when Mario was away. She could easily tip Bill off, and all he had to do was hop into that fancy new sedan of his and hop put it out there. They'd probably been doing that for months. <coughs> Meeting uh, surreptitiously, you'd call it. Mm-hmm. And? Well, the rest is easy. Now, let's say that yesterday, Bill was out there with Mario's wife. Maybe they figured they were perfectly safe. Didn't expect this carry back for a couple hours. And then, maybe he came back too soon. Follow me? Oh, yes, Georgie, I follow you. Good. And then Mario breaks in without warning. Bill didn't have time to beat it. So, Mario went for Carla. Probably he just meant to accuse her or something. But then he lost his head. Yes, he... mm-hmm. But there's an awful hole in your argument, Georgie. Is that so? What is it? Since when does a man in a situation like that go for his wife? Naturally, he'd go for the other fellow. Yeah, well... Well, all right. Maybe he did start for Bill. And then Mrs. Descari, wanting to protect her boyfriend, got between them. And he knocked her down. That meant that Mario was off guard for a minute, and Bill had time to... to, uh... well... Yeah. Time to what? Well, I couldn't say for sure. Not until you find the body, Sheriff. Mm-hmm. You've been reading too many detective stories, Georgie. <laughs> That's the darndest concoction I ever heard. Well, you don't have to believe me, Sheriff. Go ahead and think it's far-fetched. But just the same, I'm basing my idea on certain things that I know for a fact. Facts? Mm-hmm. Georgie, you wouldn't know a fact if it came up and bit you. I'll bet there's not a person in this town. Regardless of all the gabbing they're doing, 
If there was any proof, Bill Mead and Marietta Scarry weren't good friends. Okay, Sheriff. That's one time that you're absolutely wrong. Because I can prove it for one, and so can a lot of other guys who were in Smitty's not so long ago. Smitty's? Yes. It just so happens I was in there with a couple of friends of mine one afternoon. I can give you their names if you're interested. Well, you started this, so go on. What happened? Well, we were minding our own business. You know, discussing politics. One thing led to another, and somehow or other, we got on the subject of wives playing around while their husbands were away. And somebody, I guess it was me, mentioned Bill Mead. Not by name, mind you. Just sort of in passing. Something about how he'd done pretty well for himself in that line. Gosh. I'll never forget Mary Odescary's face. Even though we didn't say one thing about Carla. Not in so many words. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did Mario do? He darn near choked me. That's what he did. He told me to mind my own business or I'd get into trouble. Why, that guy was so mad he couldn't see straight, Sheriff. And why would he be unless he knew that I was telling the truth about his wife and Bill? Georgie Stewart stood on the courthouse steps looking up at the sheriff with a triumphant, crafty little smile on his face. A breeze swirled some dead leaves around their feet and lifted a strand of Georgie's thin, mousy hair. Standing next to the sheriff's solid bulk, he looked frail and somehow ineffectual. But secretly, Georgie was feeling very pleased with himself. For although Sheriff Goodwin's expression hadn't changed, Georgie was smart enough to sense that his words had impressed the sheriff in spite of himself. <laughs> 